Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 108, Cavitation, Killer of Water Pumps. Uh, this one uh, it's a little bit technical, but not too bad. It's really kind of uh, kind of an interesting one. People don't certainly don't necessarily know what cavitation is. Uh, certainly, you don't have to know about it to uh, drive your car, but it's amazing the amount of damage it can do. Uh, in this case, mostly to the cooling system, and uh, this is true really of any kind of pump that uh, you know p- potentially has high and low pressure areas in the system. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, a quick commercial. Um, I, I, like I mentioned previously, I, I do have a setup uh, for if you want to do a patron account uh, with me to help support the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Uh, it's up to you. Um, if you go to uh, the main uh, publisher of this pod, podcast, which is podbean.com, do a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast. When you get to the home page, besides being able to see all the 100-plus episodes that you can get there, on the upper right-hand corner, it says Become a Patron. Click on that. And uh, I'm, I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. Uh, you can do it for one month or do it indefinitely. But, uh, you know, it just helps to support the podcast. And the main thing, too, is I have taken some of the podcasts that previously, some time ago, were made were available public. And I've made them for subscription uh, purposes only or use only. The reason being is the ones I picked to do that, if you follow, uh, you know, if you take to heart what I talk about and and follow it and apply it in your car ownership life, you can literally save yourself thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime and certainly help to reduce uh, frustration as far as car repair and so on and so forth. So uh that's that's the deal on that so i appreciate you uh supporting the podcast if you can and uh we go from there um again this one's called cavitation killer of water pumps uh this one is an article this is from a technical magazine that i get every month and so i am going to be reading directly from the article but you know like i've mentioned in the past i it's good information and uh it's written in a you know kind of a somewhat plain Jane type uh, uh, wording, but again, understand it's written for technicians and or shop owners. So, but I'm sure you'll be able to get something out of it. Uh, this or- originally appear- appeared in a magazine called Underhood Service. Uh, it's called a shop owner channel and it was written by Andrew Markell, which is, he is director of content. So, okay. Um, so the tiny bubbles of water pump cavitation can kill the pump while you will never actually see them, you can see the damage cavitation causes that looks like metal eaten by termites. That's because these are not really bubbles. You see, when it comes to, to the cavitation in pumps, they are voids. Inside these tiny voids is superheated vapor that can erode metal and crack plastic. Cavitation in pumps is not typically the fault of the water pump itself. It is only the victim of other problems with the coolant and other components. The voids of water pump cavitation are generated by the movement of the pump's impeller against the coolant. There are two types of pressures that determine if cavitation in pumps will occur. 
The first is the vapor pressure that is related to system pressure. The second is the pressure and suction generated by the pump. If you remove the radiator cap from a hot system, the coolant is suddenly above its vapor pressure and steam is formed. The same thing can happen inside the water pump. As the impeller spins, its coolant is pushed in one direction and pulled in the other by the blades. If the negative pressure is great enough, voids are formed. Voids are formed. Inside the voids is superheated steam that can cause damage to the impeller and housing. Coolant condition and cavitation in pumps. The condition of the coolant has a direct relationship to cavitation in pumps. The specific gravity of the coolant depends on the dilution of the coolant with water. If the specific gravity is too high, it will change how the pump operates. Up to a 70% mixture of antifreeze can be used in extremely cold climates to lower the freezing point of the coolant, but the trade-off is reduced cooling efficiency because ethylene glycol coolant carries heat less efficiently. If the concentration of antifreeze to water is too high in hot weather, it may cause the increase of the engine overheating and make cavitation in pumps more likely to occur. The coolant additives packages, excuse me, the coolant additive packages contain wetting agents or surfactants that reduce surface tension and allow the coolant to transfer heat more efficiently. Diesel coolant includes additives that prevent water pump cavitation erosion around the cylinder liners. New coolant includes buffers that can control the pH. Cavitating acidic coolant is even more damaging to plastic composite impellers because the vapor is now acidic. Water pump cavitation culprits. The health of the overall cooling system can contribute to water pump cavitation. If a system is not able to transfer heat effectively, it will cause hot spots and increase the pressures in the system. Also, leaks in the system can cause cavitation in pumps because the vapor point of the coolant is lower due to the lack of pressure. This is why pressure testing is important. Okay, these are my words now. Uh, pressure testing, when I do a cooling, or when, I, when a car comes in that's, that's been overheating, or certainly if there's a coolant leak, uh, one of the first things I do is a complete cooling system pressure test. So that means not only checking the cap, but also obviously pressure checking the cooling system and seeing uh, if there's any leaks in it. I mean, just recently I had a car come in that the customer was saying he was having to add coolant to it. Not very much, but he was having to add coolant. And, um, you know, but yet he couldn't see any drips on the ground or anything. So I did a pressure test, and lo and behold, the only thing that was actually not holding pressure uh, and leaking was the radiator cap, the pressure cap, okay? Uh, it kept bleeding off. So basically, as the car is being driven, it allows, you know, small amounts of steam. I mean, this is not steam you see, but it allows small amount of steam to escape, and uh, over time, the coolant level will go down. But more importantly, and this is why I bring it up in this particular article, if the cooling system pressure is not at the proper amount, um, this is where you can start getting the possibility of, of coolant pump cavitation. Okay, And um, uh, it, it literally looks like something's been eating away at, at any of the metal uh, parts of the water pump on the inside of it. That doesn't happen on the outside. It happens on the inside where you can't see it. And uh, anyway, it literally starts to eat away at the, at the coolant pump itself, uh, the metal housing. So anyway, here we go, continuing. 
Um, restrictions in the system can cause pressure and suction changes that can lead to water pump cavitation problems because of how the coolant, coolant flows over the impeller has changed. Restrictions can be caused by a collapsed hose or a clogged radiator. Installing a new water pump on a system with a restriction can limit the life of the new pump. Signs of cavitation found in water pumps. There are no outside visual clues of water pump cavitation. The typical symptoms include overheating and possibly leakage from the weep hole of the water pump. In some cases, the impeller will separate from the shaft. It is not until you remove the pump that the full extent of the damage is revealed. Cavitation in pumps can attack not only the water pump, but also the part of the housing that is contained in the block, front cover, or cylinder head. These problems must be addressed if the new pump is going to last. In other words, what they're talking about is the area that's behind the water pump that it goes into. So usually it, it usually most water pumps go into uh, basically like the front timing chain housing or the front of the block sometimes or some sort of a housing. Usually it's aluminum or, or metal certainly. And so what they're saying is that uh, not only can it damage the water pump, which of course is replaceable, but it can start to damage whatever the housing is that the water pump goes into. And depending upon how that is, if that's the engine block, uh, you got a big problem, okay? Uh, if it's another housing, like a timing chain housing or something like that, it's still potentially a rather expensive repair. So keeping the cooling system properly maintained, keeping the proper ratio of coolant to, uh, of antifreeze to water, uh, checking the pH of the coolant. I mean, these are all things, if you don't do this yourself, obviously, you should be making sure that the technician or the shop that's working on your car is doing these things, whether it's uh, like during an annual check or something like that. But there are a number of different ways of checking the pH of the coolant, uh, checking the specific gravity. Um, you can even use a digital voltometer and check the uh, voltage of the coolant. It actually, as it wears, because it's actually uh, building up a small amount of metal particles to kind of flake off the engine and stuff like that, the coolant can actually start to generate its own voltage, okay? It's very low, okay? Uh, typically, the maximum is about 250 to 300 millivolts DC, okay? That is the maximum that's allowed. If it goes to that point, if it's a 250-300, I'm definitely thinking about the idea of doing a, you know, talking to the customer about doing a cooling system service, okay? Uh, because now that coolant is actually becoming an electrolyte. It's carrying voltage, and it can start to rather quickly eat away at the inside of the coolant hoses. So, um, you know, important stuff. Uh, it just goes with part of the idea of, you know, properly having your car maintained, okay? So that's the end of this one. Uh, hopefully you got something out of it, kind of a quickie. Um, like I say, it, it um, you know, I was just reading from an article that a uh, little bit technical, but not too bad. And, um, you know, we go from there. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of it. And as usual, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can reach me via email at bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn. And if you want to check out my shop website, it's Brad's uh, Motor Works. I'm in uh, Newbury Park, Southern California. And um, we go from there. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. Hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.